0: What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the podcast, I sat down with a brand new agent, been in the industry five years in a couple different roles, and now after switching to being an agent, in her first month, she got three deals under contract and is currently working with nine buyer clients. Welcome to the show, Christy Link. Alright, welcome to the show today! <laughs> Christy, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. Thank you for joining. Tell the listeners out here a little bit about your background. I know we are talking about the show, mm-hmm. and I, I forgot you actually started off in marketing.
1: Yeah, right? this will be my fifth year on the team. I originally started off as a marketing and listening coordinator. I think I was the only one that did that quickly transitioned after a year just to listing coordination um, and I think someone took over the marketing for me (laughs) and then I did listing coordination for about two years then I transitioned into a listing partner agent where I worked with one agent Um, it was me and him on a team and now I am a solo agent on the team
0: all right so four years almost five years really as a uh, marketing Coordinator, mm-hmm. listing coordinator, then listing support. Now you've been an agent on the team, on the Carrie Shoal team for two or three months now. How how is it going? How's the start been?
1: It's going awesome. Um, I think I've killed like the first month, which I was super excited about. I was very nervous, I will say. Um, it's a lot to think about. There wasn't really much planning into it either. I just sort of jumped in, but I felt like that's like what I needed to do. To push myself to do it. Um, so I had three ratified contracts in the first month and I have about nine signed clients that I'm working with.
0: So three three deals in the first 30 days. And, and this is just so if people are watching the future, we're, this is 2022, <laughs> quarter one, uh-huh. low inventory yes. winter, right? One of the lowest inventory markets in the world. And you've already got... Uh, three three deals mm-hmm. done, nine clients, are they m- mostly buy, they're list, all MIPS, buyers. they're all, all, yep, buyers. all buyers. How? W- tell us a little bit about the challenge right now, working with nine buyers, like that, that's good, right, uh-huh. that you have nine buyers, but how are you finding them homes, so it's hard right yeah. now. Yeah,
1: um, about half of them, their timing is a little bit further out, so that's what I've been struggling with, to kind of get them in motion, um, a lot of them are waiting until like summertime or after summer, once school ends. So those and are sort of they like they want
0: higher interest rates and prices. yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but for the people I have worked with, I mean, yeah, there's uh, we've escalated, we've waived contingencies, but w- I have done it in kind of a different way. I've learned from my teammates. Um, so in terms of like contract stuff, what I did to win one, I included a signing bonus within like five hours.
0: Oh and yeah, I I first heard about that trick, believe it or not, on TikTok. Really? Yeah, someone posted that on TikTok. I think I mentioned it uh-huh. to, to Carrie. Yeah, but I think some people on the team were already doing it.
1: Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, so that works. how worked. does how does that work? So one, one time it worked, one time it didn't. I will say okay. the one time it did work, um, I think it just caught the agent's attention. No one else did it.
0: Right. So yeah. what is that like? Like the, the like the the home comes on the market. Let's say on a Thursday, they want to wait till Tuesday to yeah. to review all offers. How right? And the, and then you know you're gonna get 10, 15 offers in this environment. Uh-huh. People say, "Well, I'll, I'll offer this, but I'll go up higher, yeah. right?" That's the, t- the traditional like escalation thing. Yeah, uh, and then it goes to the person with the highest escalator. Or sometimes terms matter. But what what was this bonus? The trick signing you
1: did? bonus. So we saw it like the first date went on the market. There was an offer deadline for Monday evening. By that point, that was like five days that what do we would have to wait for? And there was two open houses, so we assumed again, like you said, multiple offers. That's what the sellers probably assumed. But I included a signing bonus for the sellers. It was literally like, if you sign within five hours, we'll give you X amount. Um, so what was
0: the like your offer was what?
1: Trying to think, the first one it was at listed at 850, and I think we put 10k on top of that. So which you offered
0: 850 with a 10. But then 10k bonus if they signed it yeah, that day. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting. You're kind of shifting the paradigm a little bit you're, you're finding a way to put pressure on the seller mm-hmm. cuz normally they're going to you know they're they they're like the only girl at the dance with 20 guys <laughs> or whatever right yeah. so so they got this house on the market they know they're going to get 20 offers or they think they will at least mm-hmm. they don't know but now you know they're hoping okay I list it for 850 maybe someone will bid 860 890 and yeah. 900 a million maybe right but yeah, so but now <laughs> they they've got a choice i can take this extra right 10000 right away. And, and I don't know what will come in over that the That time weekend, it worked. Right? I will
1: say the second time I did it, it didn't work. What um, happened the second time? The second time they already had two offers. I put that signing bonus in and then like simultaneously an hour later, they got like 10 more offers even though the deadline was on Monday night and this was like Saturday. Um, but I think it caught the agent's attention because him and I were, like, going back and forth for, like, ever. It turns out it escalated, like, 200K above what we even offered. Um, but the agent, like, he um, thanked me and appreciated, like, w- he that I included that. He's like, I've never seen that before. So it definitely caught the seller's attention out of, like, the 30 offers they had. So it worked, but it didn't work at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're switching, you're switching the urgency up a little bit. So on that second one, mm-hmm. they went with someone else that yeah. was going, like, 200K over. Yes, yeah. Wow, um, so how did how did how did the your next person the get next under contract? Is it es- escalation again? No, it was
1: actually a condo, so that okay. one there was no other offers, and it was a Fizbo, um, so that was really okay. interesting. I've never worked with a FISBO on the list side. Where did
0: you find uh, Zillow? It was on Zillow. There
1: was no photos. The guy's okay. like 90 years old. Um, didn't really know what was going on, um, and I think he just he just liked me in the end. And we like had conversations every single day, so I think he trusted me, the seller. Um, and my client really wanted it. so it all worked out in the end.
0: All right, so a couple couple different strategies I've heard so far. One is is this signing bonus, right? Get creative with your offers. do do things that other people mm-hmm. aren't. And then get creative with how you find the, the property, yeah. right? You're looking on Zillow for sale by owners, maybe door knocking, yep. direct mail. what what a, like what are you doing? I, I think you said half your buyers are longer term, so you've probably yeah. got four that are, looking right now? What are you doing to actively? Hey, hold that thought. Do you want to get 100 tips for free from my best-selling real estate book, The Hyper Local, Hyper Fast Real Estate Agent? If you do, go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download 100 of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download 100 tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. Yeah, so one of them them that are actively
1: looking, like, want a specific elementary school, so I feel like I need to start, and they know what houses are in that district because they've looked many times over and over again. So I feel like for this one, I need to start, like, door knocking, uh, doing circle prospecting calls, just kind of getting out there so people know my face. Um, sending out letters, um, so that's something I plan to do for that client in specific. Um, I haven't done that as of yet for the three that I'm under contract with, um, but for her, that's what I plan to do.
0: Interesting. Are, are the buyers, yeah. are you finding they're getting frustrated, fatigued, or how are you, yeah, how are so you dealing with that? Yeah, yeah,
1: the one, um, the signing bonus that worked out, that was the third off, third or fourth offer we have put in. So at that point, my client was definitely fatigued and was just ready to move in. And she had a lease that was expiring soon, so she was extremely motivated. So for that one, I think at that point she would have done anything to get the house. So that definitely helped. <laughs> um, but yes, the fatigue is there. Um, but it's just like keeping that positivity, right? Like, so if day by day they're looking on the MLS, they're finding nothing, just always reminding them that I'm there for their support. I'll go door knock a street if they're interested in like a specific home. Um, just the fact that I will basically do anything to find them that next house.
0: Yeah, I think I think a big part of it is you gotta go out, door knock, look look on other sites, mm-hmm. you know, do things that other people aren't, but then you have to let them know you're doing that. Yeah, right? for sure. Because y- if they don't know yeah. you're doing it's that. all behind the scenes then yeah. Then they're gonna feel like, Well what do you how come you can't find me anything, right?
1: Right, exactly. Um so yeah, it's been tough but it's definitely rewarding.
0: What's what's been the biggest challenge in making the switch from you know, being in a support role to uh, being in this, this agent role now?
1: Yeah, well, now I think I love it even more because I am truly, like, my own boss, really, in a sense, where the much as much work I put into it, that's the rewarding part that I'll get out. So I think that was a big, big change from what I was before. Um, but I think I just have learned over the past four years all the experiences, what, what to do and what not to do. So I feel like without all those experiences – If I just like blindly went into this, um, I think I would be struggling a little bit more, um, but just using like the team members as um, ways to help me and just all the experience in the past has definitely been helpful.
0: What are you doing outside of the, I know, traditional like lead things, open houses Mm -hmm. and uh, door knocking for inventory? What about social media? Yeah. What do you do do there? I like love social
1: media. I think that's why I started as marketing. That's like what I was doing before this. Um, So I love Instagram, love Facebook, love TikTok. And obviously, like, I am my own brand, so it's been easy to, like, do those things. So I recently got into Instagram Reels, and I think I, like, went viral in, like, a different country because I got, like, a lot of views. (laughs) A lot of views and a lot of interesting followers, but... Since then, all my other reels have gotten a lot of views, and it's just like a simple video I did. So I will. Are you making on those
0: on the Instagram platform, or are you making them on TikTok and then bringing them over to Reels? I'm just
1: making them on like my video on my iPhone, okay. and then putting them into Instagram. It's super easy. All right. I do is click, add the um, the v- uh, music in the background, and then I make it again on TikTok. So i will probably find an easier way to do that. But
0: <laughs> which which one do you like better, the reels or the TikTok?
1: Um, I like reels, I think because I have like a stronger following on my Instagram. Right now my TikTok's just kind of all over the place, um, and I probably could like brand that a little bit more. Um, But I've been using my personal Instagram as my like professional Instagram, and I think that helps because I already had like a base of people that know me. Um, And I feel like when I go back home, they're like, oh my gosh, Christy, you're doing like so much. And they're only seeing that based off my Instagram. Um, So yeah, I I truly believe in Instagram, and I I think I'll continue to do like those reels. Like even just going, it, they don't even have to be my listings. Just going into like some of your listings in DC and just taking those videos so people see that you're out there doing that stuff. Yeah, I
0: think I saw one of our new construction listings yeah. on your TikTok. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I think was, I
0: think it was Columbia.
1: I think so. Super nice. And Gotta you you that. were
0: uh, I don't know if all the viewers will know <laughs> if you if you scroll back, you, it's a lot of scrolling. Because I made a lot of TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'd be fun if there was a way to go. Like search TikTok by date. I don't think you can, but yeah, um, I think in two thousand eighteen, you had you had two of the first like three or four or five videos I made on TikTok. Yeah, and we were mi- here m- mixing a drink in the office, yeah, we were here right. for
1: that calling thing like every first of the yeah, month. Yeah, and I we were making bloody marys.
0: I think the bloody mary <laughs> one got like a hundred thousand views, and then the margarita one got like nine hundred yeah, thousand Yeah, now you've
1: like quadrupled that, but you started yeah. somewhere. <laughs>
0: Yeah, now we've we've had some that have hit like six million, or I think 5.9 million might be the the biggest. But if if you scroll back in my TikTok, you scroll were back. on the original. My face
1: there. isn't it, just my hands.
0: Just the hands <laughs> making the drinks. That's all right. A lot of my a lot of my best videos, I'm not in either anymore. Which sometimes I that think might I say something. Yeah. Okay. Does it? <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know where we go from there. <laughs> <but> <laughs> so. TikTok, Instagram okay. Reels. I'm
1: not into Facebook as much as yeah. I. I don't know. How do you feel about Facebook?
0: Well, it's definitely declining. Like if you just and Facebook's actually been sued by investors and by the SEC. They they've they've hidden this and you know they're publicly owned, mm-hmm. so they're supposed to disclose a lot of stuff. But they've they've got the stats that say you know their, their growth has slowed. Less people are on it, Mm -hmm. less people are using it, um, and and all of that data is out there. And, you know, people are migrating over to Instagram, TikTok and other platforms. So it's makes sense. They they're they're declining and they know it and they're they're trying to uh I feel like the demographic
1: on Facebook (coughs) every time at least I go on it, it's all like my parents' friends and their grandchildren. Posting, you know what I mean. So I feel like that demographic. The
0: one, the that one <laughs> that'll be interesting to watch, um, especially if this goes through, is going to be Twitter now. Mm, yeah. Elon Musk just he just offered today to buy the whole thing. Take, oh it, take cool. it private. I used to be so obsessed with
1: Twitter. Now I don't go um, on
0: much. Yeah, he's he could disrupt it and, and make that, you know, reinvigorate that platform. I think we'll see. Um, I think the best places to spend time right now though are definitely the reels and, uh, and on TikTok.
1: Yeah, agreed, love it.
0: So what, um, when you, when you uh, kind of think about where you started, where you are now, what, uh, what kind of goals do you have for 2022? Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you wanna take your real estate business to the next level? If you do, there's no reason to go it alone. Learn from people who've been where you want to go. Carrie and I have sold billions of dollars in real estate. We've netted over seven figures for seven years in a row now, and we wanna see if you would be a good fit to work for us. We don't work with a lot of people, but we wanna give you a chance to get on a free strategy call to see if we can help you get your business to the next level. Go to hyperfastcoach.com and apply for your discovery session today. Again, that's hyperfastcoach.com.
1: at all. Um, I also had one SOI deal that I did, thankfully, that um, my friend of a friend was looking to buy. So that worked out at the right time. Um, So I think definitely goals are um, interacting with more of my SOI, helping them out, um, and also just like building that pipeline um, and looking forward to 2023. I feel like that's my next step looking forward because right now I think it's just gathering clients, working with the people that can buy now. um, But other than that, I think is just to, like, build that pipeline as much as possible.
0: How did the years in the uh, the different roles, marketing, listing coordinator, how did that prepare you for what what you're doing now? Yeah,
1: so I feel like right now I'm doing majority buy side. Um, I learned, like, totally the ins and, o- ins and outs of the listing side. I feel like just knowing that background going into the buy side is super beneficial. Um, it's just helped me in ways of, like, writing offers and stuff, like a cu- sort of no – what the listing agent would be looking for in a good offer. um, So I feel like that definitely helped. um, And just, like, my marketing background with real estate in general, just, like, knowing the nice photos to post and, like, the nice videos, like, the uh, visually pretty things that people will like. So I feel like those are definitely um, what's helped me from then to now.
0: Yeah, I would think uh, being on the listing side, seeing, like, every offer come in. You know, you were probably doing, what, 15 closings a month on the listing side? Yeah, yep. Um, negotiations Um, like so you've seen a lot of how that works so then when you step into the shoes to go represent a buyer yeah you're gonna know how to make the offer stand out or how to get better terms for them and
1: I was sort of nervous like I got so used to the listing side and like listing is a lot about marketing too so I feel like that's why I kind of clicked with it Um, so going into the buy side I was like oh gosh now I have to like have small talk and like do showings with people so like that was something I was like I don't know if I'm gonna be good at that but I think it is much more rewarding to, like, work with a client and have, find that, like, dream home that they'll live for in the next, like, 20 years. So, I think um, it's only gone up from when I started in January. So, I'm excited. With
0: with the low inventory environment and interest rates rising now, you know, what, what type of reaction are you seeing out of buyers? Are they more scared of the low inventory or are they more scared of you know, now they're at five right. or five and my a half and My people have been percent. more scared of the interest
1: rates rising. So right. I feel like the people in the last, like, week or <coughs> two that I'm, like, sort of looking – we're looking at properties, like, actively, I think they're getting nervous into pushing them to want to find a property sooner than later. Um, so it's actually pr- maybe helping me on my end. Um. Are, you,
0: are you introducing them to different loan products that yep. they might not have heard yeah. about yeah, or pa- been as familiar with?
1: Yep. The past few, I've actually introduced them to two different lenders just to see what they can provide. Um and uh, sometimes people will like shop like the Bank of Americas and stuff, which always isn't the best situation, but right um,
0: yeah. well, specifically, and like, you know when when rates spent, I don't know two years, maybe below four, two or three years, you know they at that point, you pretty much only look at thirty year right uh, you, you know, fixed rates. But now that thirty years are over five, you can get arm products right, yep. in the low fours, yep, right, right. like or Are people looking at, are you getting them, Uh, showing them like, okay, 30-year, your payment is this, but if you switch to a five-year arm.
1: Right. My one first-time home buyer, he was super nervous um, just in terms of like the down payment and Mm whatnot. So it turned out he did do the 30-year, but I believe my other clients, uh, they were talking about arms. I don't know if it actually went through in the end, but yeah, those conversations have happened.
0: Yeah, I would think the five and seven-year arms right now would be something that buyer's agents would wanna have in their back pocket and and to know Uh the spread, right? The difference. Like if if the thirty years at five and a half and and a certain arm products at four, you know, that's that's a ninety dollar uh difference per month per hundred thousand.
1: Uh Like on
0: a million dollar loan, that's nine hundred bucks. Um, you know, half million that's four fifty, whatever. So that's that's gonna affect people's affordability, like a good Fifteen, twenty percent.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to always have those things like in the back of your mind to be able to like pivot if someone's just like at a dead end. I feel like I've sort of seen that with a few of my clients. So yeah, having those in the back of your mind is important.
0: All right. Well, I know you've got some showings coming up. I do. So (laughs) we're gonna have to wrap up. I always end with a hyper fast round, though. If you're ready for some rapid fire questions. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be scary. (laughs) All right. What's your biggest piece of advice right now to a new real estate agent?
1: Um, just do things that make you uncomfortable, um, because mm. I think you have to, like, break out of those boundaries to see what is next, um, for your
0: future. All right, I like that one. What's a common <laughs> mistake that you see uh, experienced agents or agents that have been in the business for a long time, a uh, common mistake you see them making?
1: Um, I mean, I always like to... Uh with my clients I think it's important to like be uh, their advisor as well as like their friend as well as like their educator almost and I feel like a lot of agents whether they've been in the market for a while like they only have one goal in the back of their mind and that's to just like make money off the people which obviously is our goal too eventually um, but I think it's important to like always be educating the clients always be like pivoting and finding different resources for them
0: all right what's the biggest challenge you've had in real estate and what did you learn from it or or What did you do to overcome it? Yeah,
1: um, just growing up, I was never in, like, (sighs) a customer service type job. I was always, like, on the back end, like, posting on Instagrams (laughs) and stuff. um, So I feel like that's been my struggle as customer service and just always having a smile smile on my face no matter what that people are telling me. um, So that's been my biggest struggle. But I have over the past, like, year and a half um, seen myself kind of get better at that.
0: (laughs) All right. Last question. Where do you see yourself five years from now?
1: I want to be one of the top agents on the team.
0: All right. Good answer. Thank you for (laughs) being on the show today. Before we sign off, if people want to connect with you or find you on social, how do they do that?
1: My Instagram is klink425.
0: klink425. Thank you for being on the show. To all of our listeners and viewers out there, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you share this episode with people that you think would benefit from listening or watching it, and we'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and go to hyperfastagent.com to learn about upcoming in-person and online events. And don't forget to share this show with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it. And make sure you subscribe on YouTube or anywhere that you can find podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the HyperFast Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest HyperFast Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Views help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed that video, and if you want to see more, click right here. And if you want 100 real estate tips from my best selling book, click right here to download them instantly. And if you're new to this channel, click below to subscribe.